0: welcome this is what's the spread season one pilot episode i'm your host dan star i got co-hosting with me andy star andy how excited are you to bet some college football
1: i'm ready to win some money and it's good to be here
0: uh excited to get started right right no i'm excited this is uh definitely new for us for those of you who follow me on twitter at d star 18 um what's the spread has been a um, something that's been running the last two and a half years. Um, basically what we do is we research every single Big Ten game, whether it's conference or non-conference, and then we uh, give, you, give you our picks, give you our suggestion on who to bet against the spread. Um, we've done that the last two and a half years, like I've said, and then last year we started doing the over-under win totals for the Big Ten teams. Um, we've also included a lead pipe lock of the week every week on who to hammer and really win that money. And then uh, we also do a bonus pick of the week where you, the followers, give us suggestions. We usually pick one or two and then uh, we get we do the research on those and give you our picks as well. Um, Andy, what do you think? You, you ready to really get after it here?
1: Yeah, I'm excited to jump into some of these uh, over under picks and uh you know hear about how we've been doing the last few seasons here and uh what we can expect this year as well.
0: Sure, sure. So just for those out there who are listening to this and are like who are these two random guys? What do they know about college football? What do they know about the Big 10? I just wanted to give you last year's statistics on where we were, where, where we finished and uh what we look forward to here in the future. So last year in the Big 10 alone, we went 57 and 46 so fifty five percent of the time we were winning when you looked at the lead pipe lock of the week so the pick each week that you want to hammer, put all your money down bet the farm we went sixty four percent with a nine and five record and that included a seven week win streak where we were just on fire and then the bonus pick pick of the week where it's a non uh, non big ten pick' em, we were fifty eight point eight percent against the spread so that is positive money all around when you look at it from a unit standpoint if you're betting one unit on our big 10 picks and then one unit on the bonus pick um and then throwing down two units on that lead pipe lock we were positive 22 units last year so up big time
1: those are some good numbers, uh, but uh, I'm here to help pump those numbers up, so uh, let's get started here.
0: Right, right. <laughs> let's do better. We got to do better, right? That's so, right. So this year, we're going to kick off with a few podcasts. Um, we'll kind of start with uh, week by week. This week, we're going to do the Big Ten East over-under season win totals. Next week, we'll get into the um, Big Ten West over-under win totals, as well as giving you our our picks for the for week one or I guess it'll be uh week eight of the college football season at that point. Um so let's get into it Andy. Big Ten East. What what are we looking at first? Where do you want to start?
1: Well I was thinking we'll just go uh straight from the top on down from you know the best teams let's just get it started with Ohio State. Uh we got it over under at an eight and a half wins this season. Uh how do you see it happening?
0: Well this is tough because basically they're saying they can't lose a game in the regular season and the big 10 championship championship game. They got to run the table.
1: That's right. And, uh, looking at their schedule here, uh, they do have some key games, especially early in the season against, uh, you know, East rival Penn state, and as well as closing out the season against, uh, their rival Michigan.
0: Right. No, I think when you look at it from a game standpoint, there you got automatic wins against Nebraska, Rutgers, Maryland, Illinois, and Sparty. Bang, five and zero right there. Then you got probable wins against Indiana, Michigan. But their only holdup—that's still probable, but might be a little challenging—is
1: you got Penn State week two on the road. Yeah, and that's kind of where. Uh... I see their first and maybe their only hiccup this season. Um, you know, I'm just going to say it right now. I'm going to, I'm going to, I bet the over here. I think they will run the table. I see their only, uh, you know, challenge throughout the year is, is Penn state. Uh, you know, we'll talk about them later, but uh, you know, Ohio state's a perennial powerhouse coach Ryan day is going to have them ready, even with the shortened off season they did lose a couple key players in Dobbins, Akuda, and obviously Chase Young. They still return All-American Sean Wade at cornerback. And, you know, there's going to be some questions on offense. Obviously, you've got Justin Fields, who's going to be airing it out with Chris Olive. Uh, they need to replace Dobbins. Uh, they did have Master Teague that's still on the offense there, but he's recovering from an Achilles injury that he had in the spring. And they also got uh, Trey Sermon, uh, transfer from Oklahoma I believe so it'll be interesting to see how that offense shapes up I think obviously you're you're gonna see you know plenty of firepower there but like I said the only the only uh challenge I see is Penn State and I think they can get by them so I'm gonna go ahead and say uh they're gonna get over and run the table here
0: so the the only reason that I lean the other way just a little bit is that Penn State game is early week two on the road when you look at it this year so far in college football defense has been non-existent and I think that part of the reason is the defense didn't get much time to practice in spring zero and then going forward in the summer there was late practices, practice start times the Big Ten's been all messed up with how they've been practicing so I think Penn State on the road they're going to go down and it's going to be close but I think I think that's where their hiccup is and then when you look at the Big 10 championship game too I think you know they're going to have a tough matchup whether it's against you know uh, a Wisconsin or Minnesota or an Iowa someone like that where it's just one of those teams that just you know doesn't the the game flows just all off for Ohio State so I think they got a little bit of a hiccup somewhere And Andy, they only return three defensive starters. You concerned about that at all?
1: I'm not because I know that, you know, going back to Coach Urban Meyer and Coach Ryan Day, they're consistently in the top five in the national recruiting rankings. I'm not concerned about depth here. I think they're going to, you know, it's next man up for Ohio State. So, and like I said, they're still returning a preseason All-American on defense. You know, they're going to have, you know, playmakers there. So I'm not too concerned
0: no i hear you last year ohio state averaged 46.9 points per game defensively holding their opponents to 13.7 so they blow people out and they they get out on you in a hurry so betting over here i i think it's not a bad bet but i'm i'm taking the under because i just think with only returning three on defense and then the defensive struggles that have been happening so far in college football i think penn state could burn them early and then boom hit the under in week two pay me
1: fair enough speaking of penn state let's move on uh so their over under right now is at seven and a half uh i think it's a little high but i'll uh defer to you here to go to start out uh what do you think
0: i think it's a high number but when you look at again from a game standpoint where are they getting their wins from automatic wins they're beating Maryland they're beating Nebraska they're beating Iowa at home they're beating Rutgers and they're beating Michigan state that's five right there so they need three more you look at their probable wins they got Indiana on the road which could be a little little you know troubling and you got Michigan on the road then probable losses and again I think it potentially is a win is Ohio State so you got Three of those games, you got to find two wins. So
1: where we where are we getting them? You think they got them? So Ohio State, like I said, I think they're running the table. So I got a loss there. I think Michigan is going to be tough at the end of the year, but I think Penn State has more firepower on offense. Uh, you know, they only do return. I think I. Think I think they only returned five defensive starters. And I know Micah Parsons, the All-American linebacker, opted out this season. Um, so, you know, I think they got seven wins in the regular season pr- probably pretty easily. You know, Michigan's going to be the challenge there and obviously Ohio State. Um, my only concern is that ninth game at the end where they're going to probably have to go up against uh, either Minnesota or Wisconsin or perhaps Iowa, like you said. And I think that's gonna be a, a tough a tough task for this defense, especially if they run into Minnesota, who's uh returning all sorts of playmakers on offense. But I think that's gonna be the difference maker where they're gonna lose that last game and finish seven and two.
0: Sure. No, yeah, I I definitely think that could be the case. Um if they play Minnesota, that'll be a revenge game from last year when they got upset. So I think uh the, the The team, you know, they returned eight starters on offense for Penn State. Those guys remember that. And they're going to come out and they're going to want to win that game. So, you know, if they play Minnesota, I think they got it um, on that crossover at the end. Iowa, I just don't see them kind of competing against this Penn State team. And then Wisconsin, you know, who knows? They got, you know, uh, um, an undecided quarterback, probably going to Graham Matt with Jack Cohn out. Um, he should be back by then, but still you just don't know how Wisconsin's going to respond during the season. Um, so you know this this Penn State team is tough. They're gonna they're gonna come out hot, and I think their schedule kind of plays pretty well to to getting those that eight eight wins. Um, like I said, they got five easy ones. They got two probables. That's seven. And then Ohio State, if they if they beat Ohio State, they're getting the over, okay? Yeah, I would
1: I would agree with that. I mean, if they beat Ohio State, they're going to get eight wins easy. But that's going to be like that's going to be a pivot point for sure.
0: And so that that game right now is basically deciding two of my picks. And right now, I'm I'm calling it. I'm saying Penn State's winning that game, right? And if play like under the lights and they have any fans whatsoever? Cause that's still three weeks from now, who knows with this ever changing coronavirus and how many fans are allowed in the stands, you know, it, it could be a hostile environment. And, it, and, you know, it's something that I think Ohio state could struggle.
1: Definitely, man. But I mean, let's see. Uh, yeah. I, you look at Penn state's offense, they return journey Brown, who was obviously, you know, up, the next in a long line of offensive playmakers uh that I just don't know if he's going to be enough to beat the you know the perennial powerhouse of Ohio State and like you said that game is sort of the the deciding factor for our first two picks here
0: right no and i i i, I like it going back and forth here we're both uh, opposite let's see if we can keep this going and see if the trend uh passes here and we start making some uh similar picks all right. So who do we got next here? We got Michigan at six and a half. Yes, sir. Where
1: are you looking there? What are you thinking? So this one might've been my easiest pick on the, on the whole uh, East side here. Oh, is, is this a lead pipe lock of the, of the overall if I here? had to pick a lead pipe lock for this group of uh, picks. Yeah. I'm taking Michigan and I'm going under that six and a half. Um
0: under okay, all right, they're
1: losing half their starters from a season ago. Last year, they were six and three in the Big Ten, and this offense has no identity. They returned Zach Charbonnet, who's a spectacular ball player, but aside from that, this offense doesn't really have an identity anymore. They lose Shea Patterson. Pretty much every wide receiver that was on the team is either in the NFL now or in the transfer portal. Uh, they, yeah.
0: Dylan McCaffrey didn't stick around yep. town once for right. when it started. It's, yeah,
1: so it's, I, this offense has no identity. Uh, like I said, they they, lose, they lost about half their starters. You know, you look on defense, they, they, they do get a couple all-Big Ten linemen back in Hutchison and Payne. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at their schedule. Penn State, probably a loss. Ohio State, probably a loss. They have the really hard – Uh, crossover games against wisconsin and minnesota probably going to lose at least one of those and then obviously that uh ninth game at the end of the year where they're going to be playing a similar team so six seven wins just doesn't seem possible i don't see how this team is going to get better from a season ago so yeah i'm I'm taking the under here and that's going to be you know my that my lead pipe lock for for this group do we have a similar pick (laughs)
0: possible hey all right so you know i'm i'm hitting me under as well here i think like you said there's a lot of unknowns on offense they got basically no one coming back but i think the the milton ron bell connection will be something to to watch as the season progresses because i think there could be something there um the defense like you said it's just a handful of guys kind of some unknowns but I think when you look at their two defensive ends with Hutchinson pay, that might be one of the better defensive end duos in the big 10. Um, so they can, they can pressure the quarterback. They're going to get after it a little bit, but again, like you said, there's just a lot of inconsistency last year. They're very underperforming this year coming up, I think is going to be similar. Um, you know, I look at their potential losses. So you got, Ohio state on the road, Minnesota on the road, Indiana on the road, Wisconsin, Penn state at home. And they got it. You're telling me they, they can only lose um, two of those games to get the over. So yeah, I agree. They're, they're going to lose to Ohio state. They're probably going to lose another one of those road games just because Indiana's offense is just on fire. They're going to light up some scoreboards And then, like you said, Minnesota returns a bunch of offensive talent. So that that could potentially be the three losses right there. And then you got Wisconsin coming, um, who blew them out last year. You got Penn State, who's going to be tough. And then, like you said, the bonus game, you know, is going to be someone matched up to their talent, and that could be another loss too. So I agree this is the under. I don't know if it's lead pipe lock of the the Big Ten East at this point, but I I definitely agree with you on the under here.
1: All right. Well, let's – keep her moving then and uh head on down to indiana who you were just briefly talking about there uh their their total set at five and a half um i have about i think i have eight offensive starters and nine defensive starters returning so a lot of uh guys coming back how do you see this season playing out for them
0: yeah they got like you said eight guys returning on offense and playmakers across the board you got michael Penix jr sophomore quarterback he's got a lot of experience after uh, peyton ramsey transferred to northwestern you got their running back stevie scott who just murders people running the ball all over the place and then also their receiving core returns basically their top three receivers from last year so they're they're uh, an offense to be reckoned with um, last year, they ranked 15th in overall passing uh, per game, second in the Big Ten. So they you know, they threw it around in the Big Ten last year. They're going to throw it around this year. So basically, five and a half games. They got to get six to hit the over.
1: We, where are you finding their wins at? So I'm looking at one game in particular, and you had talked about it with Michigan, and it is uh, U of M on November 7th. I think that's the game that uh, hinges the – uh, I'm going to, take. it's going to hinge the pick for me and I'm going to take the over. Uh, and I think they do win that game. Uh, it's at home. And like you said, they're just stacked on, on offense with, you know, all big 10 running back, Stevie Scott. And you'd mentioned there, uh, the receiving core uh, Wop Fillior is, uh, you know, I think he's a preseason Bolitnikoff watch list. So that guy had a thousand yards last season. These guys are going to air it out. Yeah, they lose Peyton Ramsey. I I saw him more of as a game manager. I think Northwestern improves with Peyton Ramsey, but we'll get to that later. Uh, But I think the the main game that I'm looking at is U of M on November 7th, and I think they win that game, and I think that's going to, you know, make the road to six pretty easy. Yeah, no, definitely. So last year in the
0: Big Ten East, they lost to the Big Four. They lost to OSU, Penn State, U of M, and, and Sparty. This year, I don't see that being the case. I think um, their probable wins are going to be Rutgers, Maryland for sure, Purdue in the battle for the old oak and bucket, which is always a fun little game, and then also Sparty. So that's that's four wins right there, and now you're just telling me they need two more somewhere. I think Michigan at home is going to be um, one of those games where they, they get it done, they find a way. I think even against Penn state at home, that could be one of those games where just Indiana gets out early and just Penn state never, never recovers. Um, And then Wisconsin, you know, another one of those teams where if they get behind early, it's over. So, you know, I think they find the two wins in those games. And then now they also have a bonus, you know, at the end of the year with the, with the crossover game. And that's going to be someone of equal talent. And when you look at equal standings, um, in the, in the big 10 East, you know, Indiana is probably going to be somewhere where they're in, you know, third place in the big 10 East, but talent wise, they're going to play, you know, someone less talented from the, from the big 10 West. So I think they might even find a win there. So I'm, I'm hitting the over big time here. And this, <laughs> this right here, this is my lead pipe lock in the big 10 East, Indiana, take it, hammer it two units or more. This is, this is the one.
1: All right. You love to hear it. Big love for uh, Indiana. Right. Yeah. Hoosiers, baby. <laughs> hey, they're definitely improving under coach Tom Allen. Uh, you know, you typically think of Indiana as a basketball school, but, you know, they're, they're putting together, you know, good programs year after year here. So, you know, I, I don't disagree with you at all. Right. And I'll hit one more stat for you here. Last year they ranked
0: 36th overall in total defense. Indiana. This is Indiana. Thirty-six. They're forty-third versus the run, forty-six versus the pass. So defensively, they're not too shabby either. So if if you get behind them, watch. out. And they're out. returning all those guys
1: too, like yeah,
0: right. No, they're yeah, like you said, they return what nine guys on right.
1: defense. So watch out here, Indiana, my team. All right. Well, moving on back, we're going heading back to Michigan here for Michigan State, first year under Mel Tucker. Uh, obviously the lose coach Mark D'Antonio after he, uh, you know, had a lot of success. Uh, but obviously the last few years have been kind of a disappointment and he finally did step down. Uh, so they're over under set at three and a half for the year, uh, looking through the schedule. Uh, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll head over to you. What do you think here?
0: All right. This is, this, I feel like is one of the trickier ones because you got a Michigan state team, that has, you know, some talent coming back. They lose quite a bit, but and they get a new coach, kind of maybe rejuvenate them a little bit. They did have their um, D-end, and I'm going to butcher this name. I don't know if you, you got it. <laughs> Go ahead and try. Ben sick. So he So he's coming back. He opted out, but he's back in. So their defense gets a boost there, but – Other than that, they only returned two other starters on defense. And like I said, the defense has struggled overall in college football this year. So I think Michigan State, who normally is a talented defense, is going to struggle. And they're in the Big Ten East where there's some heavy offense. So when you look at their schedule, where are they going to find these four wins to hit the over? I think they beat Rutgers. I think they beat Maryland. But then where are you finding the other two? They got... U of M on the road rivalry game. They got Iowa on the road. That's always tough playing with the pink locker rooms. You got Indiana who's throwing it around. You got Ohio state who's going to blow them out by 30. And then you got Penn state on the road. That's going to blow them out by 35. So I'm just don't see where they're going to find these four wins. Um, they got Northwestern on the schedule too. That'll probably be a little bit tricky. And then the crossover game. So Maybe, but I just I'm just not seeing it here.
1: I don't see it either. Uh, you know, I do think Mel Tecker is gonna, you know, give some life to that locker room. But like you said, like Michigan State's calling card is their defense and they have three starters coming back. You know, one guy does not make a, a defense, uh, you know, he's he's you know, he's a playmaker, but is he gonna, you know, stop the likes of Justin Fields and you know, journey Brown and these other, you know, big time playmakers in the big 10, I doubt it. So I agree, you know, Michigan, that's That's going to be a loss. Indiana, Ohio state, Penn state, four losses right there. Uh, Iowa, probably a loss Northwestern. Like you said, is going to be tough, especially, you know, now that they've got Peyton Ramsey over there calling the shots. Um, you know, I look at their offense, you know, I'm, who are they going to put at quarterback? You know, you know, is it going to be Rocky Lombardi? We don't know. Uh, or either that, or I think, I think it's a red shirt freshman. I, I don't even know his name. You know, he, he might be running the,
0: running the offense. Yeah. Peyton, Peyton Thorne is there, you know,
1: projected, but the, they haven't come out and named a right. starter yet. So, so um, outside of like Elijah Collins, I don't know who's going to be, you know, making plays for them on offense. Uh, you know, in Elijah Collins, obviously the all big 10 running back from a season ago. So yeah, I'm, I'm not finding four wins on this, on this schedule. Uh, like you said, Rutgers probably a win. You, you said Maryland might is probably a win. I'm we'll talk about Maryland soon, but I, you know, I don't even know if they're going to win that game. Uh, Michigan state, you know, they, it's a, it's a proud program. So I, I don't want to, you know be too headstrong and betting against them but i don't see four wins on the schedule
0: are you basically saying this because you got a lot of followers and friends out there who are
1: sparty, are sparty fans and you don't want to just say hammer the under listen i do not like sparty if I, you know i think of uh, all the times that uh well i think of one time in particular when they took out our badgers in the big 10 champ big 10 championship game and uh so, that, you know, they leave a sour t- taste in my mouth and also, you know, Sparty fans tend to be a little bit more arrogant than, uh, you know, the U of M fans around here. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm fading them, but uh, I don't think it has to do with that. <laughs> no, I,
0: I yeah, I, I, I agree. I think um, like we talked about already this year. So teams have struggled on defense. So if your offense is good, you should succeed. Well, Michigan State has just an awful offense the last couple of years. You look at last year, they, their average scoring was 22.4 points per game, ranking 105th nationally. And that was with a 51-point blowout against Western Michigan. So you take that game out of there, and their offense is abysmal. and they, They're not scoring any points. So when you look at this Big Ten schedule and having to go up against these high-powered offenses – these wins are going to be few and far between. So I agree with you here. I think three and a half, even for Michigan state, which doesn't seem like that many wins is just going to be on. The, they're not going to be able to find
1: it. So take the under, take the under. Right. Uh, so moving on to the next one, we had both briefly mentioned Maryland, who's uh, looking to start year two under coach Mike Loxley. uh, had a paltry one and eight record in the big 10 last year. Uh, they set the over under this year at two and a half. So Vegas thinks they're getting a little bit better here. What do you think?
0: Yeah. You already kind of talked about coach Loxley's record last year, but his overall career record six Ish. and 40, six and 40 in four plus years. So this guy doesn't even average three wins a season. So I don't know how they're going to find three this year. Um, it's, you know, they don't return much on offense. Josh Jackson uh, is not going to be playing this year. So I think uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa's younger brother might be the projected starter. But who knows? Um, they only returned four on offense, five on defense. I just don't know where these wins are going to come from in this uh, this
1: Big Ten East where there's just all these punishing offenses. So I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Uh, I think you're you're hammering on Loxley a little too hard here uh two of those three of those seasons or is this his fourth year but anyway a lot of those losses came when he was at I think New Mexico and between now and then he you know he's been with Nick Saban in Alabama so he's got the you know a winning pedigree uh since then uh obviously he,
0: he... I could be a, a coordinator for <laughs> Alabama and would be no, undefeated I... Oh, if that's hey, what you want. Hey, all uh, I'm
1: saying is know, uh, he's learned from the best. He inherited a crappy program from DJ Durkin, who, you know, obviously they had their controversies there, and, you know, they probably lost some recruits because of all that. But, listen, he's done an awesome job recruiting. He, he brought in five-star wide receiver Akeem Jarrett uh, this offseason. Like you said, he brought in Tuatunga Tua Bailoa's younger brother Talia, who, you know, if he doesn't start week, week one, I'm guessing we'll see him by week, you know, two or three. Um, so I'm looking at the season and, and the schedule. I think Michigan State is probably going to be the game that this hinges on, but I think they're going to win that game. I think they're going to beat Rutgers. And then between like the Big Ten bonus game at the end of the year and maybe a team like Northwestern, they could steal a third win. Uh, between one of those two games, so I'm saying, you know, basically a coin flip, but I'll take the over here. I think they're going to improve. They've got they've added some pieces on offense, uh, and you know, like like I said, Laxley, uh, you know, he's doing a good job recruiting, and he, he's got that Alabama ties, and he's bringing in you know a, a quarterback that he's familiar with. So I think they're going to improve this year. I think they're going to you know hit that three win total. All
0: right. Guaranteed losses. Penn State, Ohio State, Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota.
1: Yes, I can agree on all those.
0: So basically, they have to win three of the last four to, to get, get the over. So like you said, they got Northwestern, Michigan State, Rutgers, and then the crossover game. And we keep saying crossover game for those of you out there who are like, what are they talking about this bonus crossover game? So the Big Ten schedule this year is eight games plus the Big Ten championship. But during the championship week, they're going to take the, the, the top teams from the Big Ten East and face them versus the top teams of the... Um, Big 10 West. So if you finish four, fourth in the Big 10 East, you're playing the fourth seeded team from the Big 10 West. So I do agree. I think they're going to have obviously an easy game at the end of the year, uh, you know, versus Illinois or, you know, someone, some doormat over there. Um, but when you look at last year, they had three wins Rutgers, F- FBS doormat, Syracuse, FBS doormat, Howard, fcs doormat so you take howard out because they're not playing them this year you take syracuse out they're not finding these wins so i think i think they they might even struggle against rutgers so you know if they find three wins somehow in this big 10 schedule they might as well give coach (laughs) Loxley coach of the year national Hey, I don't maybe
1: he'll it. do it, uh, and if he does, I would I would vote for him as well because, uh, you know, he inherited one of the worst teams ever, and somehow he's getting these guys to come there. I don't know what he's telling them. It's probably breaking some uh, NCAA. Uh... Whoa, oh, we don't want to <laughs> no, say I that know. here. But, uh, hey, all I know is, you know, he's bringing in some good talent. I think they got a chance to maybe surprise a couple guys, and, you know, three wins isn't a lot. I'll take the over there.
0: They had six losses last year by 23 plus points, and they gave up about 35 points per game last year. They only returned five defensive starters, and on just a terrible uh, defense. Did I say offense? Uh, five defensive starters. So it's going to be it's going to be rough for them, and teams are going to score in bunches. Um, I'm taking the under here. I, this is we have been on a, a little trend there where we we're
1: taking the same, but
0: I'm going on right. two and a
1: half. Well, that leaves one team remaining, and uh, you know we touched on briefly there in the last uh, segment. But uh, Rutgers, with Coach Greg Schiano back in town in Piscataway, uh, <laughs> right? So they uh, they were two and ten last year. Did not manage to get one win in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Now they're telling us that they need to get two wins to hit the over, as the 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 number the bar set at one and a half wins. So. I'm looking at the schedule. I don't see two wins. I see maybe one win. I don't think they're going to beat their, uh, their, uh, you know, their crossover game at the end of the year with whoever finishes in the big 10 West, you know, with the same, you know, standings. The only win I'm seeing is potentially against, you know, Maryland, obviously. And the second win, if they were going to get it, would probably be Michigan state. I just don't see them winning both of those games. Uh, You know, they return a lot of people on offense and defense, but I'm looking at the roster. I don't know who these guys are. Uh, So I I just don't see it. You know, I don't know what you think.
0: The only thing they got going for them is their schedule kind of plays them a little favors by getting Illinois at home and then, like you said, they do play Maryland as well. Those are the only two games that they have. They will have any chance in. Um, maybe Michigan State if they have their struggles, but right. I just don't see it there. Um, and it, you know that could be like one of those low-scoring games where Michigan State wins like thirteen to nine or something weird. So I just don't don't see them getting those wins, and then if they were to play the, the bonus game against another doormat, it's probably going to be against Illinois again. So, you know, you got Illinois twice. Are you going to beat them twice? So, you know, I, I mean, I just – I don't see it there. Um, I, I'm taking the under here as well. I think Greg Schiano is going to struggle in his first year. They got Artur Sikowski coming back at quarterback. He had his struggles last year, was benched midway through the year. They do get transferred Noah vidral from Nebraska, um, but who knows if he can come in right away and, and fix things on an offense that averaged 13.3 points per game. Their only two wins last year were against FBS bottom dwellers Liberty and UMass. <laughs> come on. That's like. We could could find a flag football team that could compete against those schools. Yeah, uh,
1: like you said, there's really just no playmakers there on offense. They did also get Crookshank from uh, Wisconsin, but, you know, he's not going to light up anybody. Uh, So there's really just nobody that's going to score points here. Their defense has – like I said, I couldn't name one guy on there uh, when I was looking at their depth chart, but – it's going to be tough to come by a win. I do think they'll probably sneak one just because of the, you know, the nature of this season with, you know, COVID and whatnot. They're probably going to come and surprise somebody, especially with Greg Schiano and his history there. You know, he's got that winning culture. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting. But, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say now they're not going to find two wins on this schedule.
0: Right, this is tough cuz it's it's literally two
1: games right. you got to win to hit the over.
0: Two games and a nine game schedule, but I don't see it. They uh they were shut out four times last year, four four times shut out in one season. So their offense just isn't there and there's no one that's returning where I'm like, "Oh, hey, that guy's going to improve and, you know, they're going to be better here." Um Bo Melton, their wide receiver, and then like you said Crew not come in. So I think there there is some firepower there, but I don't think there's enough to compete with these high-powered offenses in the Big Ten East. So yes, I'm taking taking the under on Rutgers. All right, so let's
1: recap here. For Ohio State, we were uh, we were the opposite. I went ahead and hit the over on that eight and a half, and you went under. Penn State again, we were uh, against each other. Uh, I took the under on the seven and a half, and you went over. We agreed with each other on Michigan, Indiana, MSU, and Rutgers. Uh, and our only other disagreement was Maryland, which was got kind of a little contentious there. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: right. I think I think overall we got some similar picks. I don't think on any of them we were overly in disagreement on. Hey, this is absolutely no. going to happen. Um, we both agreed on um, your lead pipe lock, which is Michigan hitting the under, and then my lead pipe lock of the Big Ten East over under with uh, hitting the over with Indiana. I think Indiana getting 6 wins. Come on. That just
1: that just looks yeah, too easy to for Yeah, I agree. I think both of those are, you know, our strongest picks here. Uh, so, you know, I'm we'll just have to wait and see how things play out this year, but uh it's going to be exciting.
0: Nice. No, I can't wait. We got one more weekend non-Big 10 football um and then we got we got about what nine days or so until we got, we kick off the big 10 season. So this is going to be fun. This is going to be a good ride. Uh, this is going to be cool doing the, doing the podcast with you. So I think this year, as we go on next week, we're going to do the big 10 West for everyone out there to give you those picks. So you can bet some over unders there. And then um, for those of you this week who follow on Twitter at dstar 18 um, hit, hit me up with your bonus picks that you want you know, us to research, do, the, do all the research for you and give you those picks against the spread. When you look at the bonus picks of the week so far this year, we're 10-3, and three. so yeah. we're, we're winning money. We're yeah. winning some big-time cash here, so jump aboard, give us
1: a follow, tail our bets, and let's, uh, let's go to the Yeah, I'm just going to drop my Twitter handle in there, too. It's Real A Star, that's star with two R's. Uh, looking forward to the season, Dan.
0: All right, let's go. Um, We'll wrap it up. And uh, like always, remember, please gamble responsibly.